Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 121st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a few birthdays to celebrate, and then we have episode 9 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park, this time featuring a look at what Gutierrez has been up to, and an insanely awesome dinosaur face-off that you won't want to miss. Seriously, it's, it's amazing. After that, we'll do our usual Extinction Level after show, covering some of the plot points and coolest moments from that episode. Next up here, we'll have another installment of Jurassic Pop Quiz with James Hawkins and Steve Hurl, alongside their guest for the segment, Sick Triceratops. You all know him from his awesome videos, his hilarious videos, and so much more from around the web. So let's see how he stands up to the Jurassic Pop Quiz. Speaking of James and Steve, don't miss the two bonus episodes that were released last week featuring the two of them covering more stuff from Frontier Expo. Make sure you download the episodes featuring an interview with the renowned paleontologist Jack Horner, who has worked as a technical advisor on all of the films. Now, they had a chance to speak with him, get his thoughts on dinosaur findings, the films, and even a quick bit on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Now, that episode contains some moments from Jack Horner's talk at the Expo as well. The second episode features attendees, developers, and more from Frontier Expo as James and Steve give them a small dose of the Jurassic Pop quiz by asking them to name as many JP characters as possible. Now you get to hear from developers of Jurassic World Evolution, Kate Russell from the BBC, and Jack Horner once again. So please don't miss those two episodes in the feed. Make sure to let Steve and James know how awesome they did at the Expo and let them know on Twitter at Jurassic Unicast. Alright, so as you just heard, we have a packed episode, so why don't we get this thing started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. We have a few birthdays to celebrate here this week. Starting actually uh, this past weekend, we celebrated the birthday of Jeff Goldblum on Sunday, October 22nd. Next up, the day that this is released, Monday, October 23rd, we have the creator's birthday, Michael Crichton. Now, he is no longer with us, but we will celebrate his birthday as always. You know, he brought this franchise to life with his words, so he deserves all the praise. Now, um, next up on October 24th, we have two birthdays to celebrate. Dr. Wu himself, B.D. Wong, and Zara from Jurassic World, Katie McGrath. Happy birthday to you both and everybody else this week. Enjoy. Oh, there it is. There it is. 
Now let's dive into episode 9 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Previously on Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Murphy! Hey, you're Mr. Masrani, right? I hear you aspire to join the Navy, but have some issue with anxiety from previous experiences. If you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. People living on Isla Madanceras. I need to go there as soon as possible. Thanks for arranging this, Jorge. Dr. Harding, I believe you know him. What brings you back to Isla Sona? My father, as a matter of fact. Vic, we got some more unwelcome visitors. Almost there, senor. Just get me down there, you know the village. Something spooked the hadrosaurids. Velociraptors. Could we watch the hunt unfold? Hagback, Raymond. Episode 9, Hunting Territory. Esquiteros' helicopter lowered down to an open space near Tiempo Libre, the offside worker village on Isla Matanceros. Esquiteros opened the doors of the helicopter. Nearby palm trees were waving in the airflow. Leaves and dust were blown away from the spot where they were landing, and Esquiteros notices they're landing right on a neglected tennis court, a detached net on the field shifting a bit in the wind. Nearby livestock is running away from the landing machine. Before the machine touches the ground, Mordegiteros jumps out and runs towards a group of villagers standing at the edge of the village, waiting for him. Hola. Soy Dr. The woman, Andrea, takes a step forward to greet Giteras. Hola, Andrea. Me llamo Andrea. ¿Cómo estás? She offers her hand, and he takes it, shaking hers. Eager to see what they have to show him, he responds. Bien, gracias. Por favor. Déjame ver lo que has encontrado. Ven conmigo. Andrea turned around to lead the way to her humble home, and while most of the villagers went their own way now, some curiously followed them and waited outside, while they entered at her kitchen. Andrea's son curiously follows them in, staying behind Marty Guterres, who smiled at the boy, wishing the boy would go away. The inside of the house turned out to be, as most of the village, small and simple, just containing the basics. Marty had not expected such simplicity, but mentioned nothing not wanting to offend. Considering the isolation of the village, it now seemed to be logical anyway, and he couldn't remember what he had expected to find out here. Andrea took a half-eaten animal wrapped in a plastic bag out of the freezing compartment of her small fridge, and took the animal out of the bag, revealing a pair of dark green three-toed hind legs, almost bird-like in appearance, and a long green tail, which struck Guterres as lizard-like. Andrea put the animal remains on the table in front of Marty. Un mono aullador estaba comiendo esto. ¿Estás seguro de que es un dinosaurio? Sí, sí señor. Mi hermano alimentaba las crías en Sorna. Eso es un compi. Wanting to know where they had found these remains of Howl Monkey dinner, this compi, he asked her. ¿Dónde lo encontraste? As soon as Masrani's helicopter approached the field again, where they had seen the raptors attack the hadrosaurs, they noticed something was off. Almost all hadrosaurids had disappeared into the forest, the last one looking back before it followed the others into the jungle. The raptors broke off the attack, yet they had made no kill. As Tim has suspected, there were now two packs of raptors on the field, circling each other. One pack in mostly greyish skin tones, with some of the raptors having some kind of spikes on their head. The other pack were more brownish, tiger-striped, growling mean at the opposing pack. The helicopter began to slow speed and started to hover as they observed the raptor stand off. This is unusual. Their behavior reminds me of rivaling lion prides when forced into each other's territory. That might just be exactly what it is we're seeing here. But then you have too many raptors on the island. 
Tim's blood ran cold and he shuddered. I don't like the sound of that. Suddenly, one of the tiger striped raptors charged and in moments all the raptors were entangled in a battle that seemed to the death, kicking up dust, growling, wrestling. Then a greyous raptor broke free from the fight and barked. One by one the greyous raptors broke free from the fight and fled into the jungle, chased off by the snapping tiger striped raptors, leaving one badly hurt greyish raptor in the field, most likely dying. Sarah didn't know why, but she did feel sorry for the animal. Alright, let's continue, shall we? Raymond turned the helicopter to continue to the worker village, where they arrived a short moment later. As the helicopter approached the surrounding grey, three-storey high concrete walls, Sarah and Tim noticed the metallic lines of the fenced-off roof covering the complete top of the village, with an already open gate, large enough to fit the helicopter through. We are here. They started their descent. Alright, there we have it. Uh, another episode of Extinction Level Jurassic Park, Episode 9. I think that one was titled uh, Hunting Territory. That was another awesome episode. It starts off giving you this amazingly creepy tone. I don't know if you guys got that, but that's just the vibe I got. I think it was due mostly to the, uh, the creepy music that he used underneath this one. I'll give credits to that later, actually. Um, but yeah, like I said, very creepy, and you get the sense that, um, you know, Gutierrez is landing his helicopter on this uh, Matanceras village. And you get the sense that the people there are kind of like, what's going on? Like, what is this guy doing? Why is there a helicopter landing on our island? And, uh, you know, he's being watched as this is all happening. Um, and it seems kind of desolate as well. I don't know, that's just the vibe I got. Maybe it was because of the music and the way he was describing this uh, this village here. So Gutierrez meets with Andrea, and uh, she's the worker on that island, I guess, that uh, leads him to her place and reveals that inside her freezer, she has a creature wrapped in plastic. And like I said, that creepy vibe is still going here. And as she's uncovering the, the plastic on this, this creature, you find out that it's like half-eaten, bird-like, three-toed on its hind legs. It's got a long green tail. Now, I guess you could assume many dinosaurs from that description if you wanted to, or even a lizard of some sort, but, you know, my mind's going straight towards the uh, Compi, obviously. And we, we sort of, I believe, was, I think it was this character, Andrea, uh, earlier on in an episode, I believe I heard her say Compi or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going for here. That's what I'm thinking this is. Just like from uh, from The Lost World, the beginning of the movie, you have those compies attack the little girl and later on Dieter Stark. Um, so that's what we, we get, to hear, get here. Then it kind of jumps forward, Mizrani, you know, on his helicopter. He's approaching, you know, the uh, that hunting spot again. And last we heard in the last episode, it was like Mizrani, Tim, Sarah, and uh, the pilot, I guess. Now they're in this hunting spot where the uh, hadrosaurs were being hunted by raptors. And we've, last we heard, there was one pack of raptors, and then Tim thought he saw like another pack coming in, but we didn't actually know what, or you know, find out right then and there what it was. But we find out here that there, there hasn't been any kind of kill. There's no kill here, so they kind of, you know, they're approaching this area, and then they see 
down below that there was two packs of Raptors. So Tim was right. It was another pack of Raptors. But, you know, the cool thing about this, this is one of the coolest moments so far in Extinction Level. And what, what I love about this series so much is that it kind of answers all these questions and gives us these moments, you know, for us as fans, the moments that we want to see, we want to know more about and kind of learn more about and hope to see in other installments and stuff like that in the movies. Now, you know, we always have this question is why is there two separate Raptor packs on Isla Sorna? You know, we have the versions from the Lost World, which are very, uh, you know, they're like he describes them here, brownish, tiger striped and they're very angry. I feel like they're just the most angry raptors that we have in the series. Um, and then we have the Jurassic Park 3 raptors, which are, I feel like they're more, um, they're smarter. You know, they're, they're, they communicate more. They actually have, you know, uh, you know, a plan, it seems like. And, you know, they're described here mostly gray, some with spikes. So when they describe that in, in uh, Extinction Level here, we obviously know that these are the two, you know, different raptors from those two movies. And they come head to head, which is really, really awesome to finally have that moment revealed and played out just kind of just how I wanted to hear it. So up from above, you know, Mizrani's watching this with the rest. The Raptors are standing off from each other, kind of head to head, I guess. And uh, Sarah, I believe, described it as rivaling lion prides, which is a really cool way to think about it. And of course, when that happens, the fight breaks out. The, I guess the tiger striped ones from the Lost World charges in very, uh, that's the way I would expect it. Like I said, those ones are so angry, always. I would expect no less for that one to just charge into battle, start something with the others. And this battle, man, this battle sounded amazing. I love the way that Arjun, you know, weaved in all these raptor attack noises, the rustling of, of the, the ground and everything around. It sounded so amazing. Actually, when I was listening to it, I just listened to it the other day for the first time and kind of like got chills and like goosebumps just hearing this play out, which is like something I've always wanted to hear. And the uh, during the fight, I guess the first thing uh, or the first thing to break out was one of the gray raptors. It, it uh, I guess it breaks out and then it starts doing its typical raptor bark. And we know, like I said, that these ones are more communicative. They they're smarter, definitely. And I guess he barks or she hears she barks and the rest of the gray raptors flee from the fight. Um, and one of the grays, I guess, is kind of left behind, most likely dying. And uh, that's that's about it. I mean, the helicopter then makes its way to the worker village that we saw from the Lost World. So, yeah, that's that was it. And that that raptor sequence was amazing. I actually had to go back, listen to it multiple times. It was so incredible. Like I said, chills, my hair was standing up. It was so good. But yeah, that was about it for episode nine of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. We have a few credits here. Obviously, Arjun is the one who wrote this, put it all together, narrated. Um, in this, he plays Tim Murphy, actually. We also had Jennifer Tarek, who you know here, and uh, Tom Fishenden. I think he played the pilot. And uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, James Hawkins, sorry. James has been in like every episode recently. So <laughs> big, big uh, congrats to James for making it, making the cut every week. <laughs> But uh, yeah, great job, guys, and I uh, can't wait to hear more. Actually, those tracks that were featured in this episode, the creepiness, that whole tone and vibe uh, was actually due to uh, different composers and different music. It was actually from Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the mermaid song, I guess, the mermaid track that's on there, probably from uh, On Stranger Tides. 
And then the uh, the second track here is from The Lion King. Uh, it's Mufasa's death. Sorry, spoilers. I know Lion King. If you haven't seen that, whatever. Um, so that was, and uh, I guess the other one is To Die For, the other uh, Lion King track. So they they totally set the mood for this. And I guess uh, you know Sarah Sarah was right here. It was like rivaling, rival. Uh, man, I cannot say that word. Rivaling, rivaling. Yeah, Lion Pride. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a good thing he used the Lion King music there. Probably did it on purpose now that I think about it. But yeah, awesome job, everybody. And I can't wait to hear more from Extinction Level Jurassic Park in episode 10 in a few weeks. I have good reason to believe that you would find this challenging. You should hear a four-year-old try to say Archaeornithomimus. You should hear you try to say even problem-solving intelligence. <laughs> Especially the big one. Well, this madness must stop. Now. Are you, sir? I know, gentlemen. How did you know? <laughs> one drop of this can paralyze you, so watch out. Thank God. Is this real? Yes. It is? Jurassic Pop Quiz with Jurassic Unicast. And welcome back to Jurassic Unicast. I'm your host, James Hawkins, and I'm joined with Stephen Harrell. Hello. And we are here for oh, we're here for episode three of the Jurassic Park Pop Quiz, and we've got a special guest, two no shows and one sick triceratops. That's me, sick triceratops. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, my real name's <laughs> Lewis, so you, you can just call me that if you want. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if people might have seen my stuff around. I make videos, uh, stuff like that, gifs, all that internet stuff. <laughs> it's generally uh, humour-based, isn't it, all your stuff? Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing with my YouTube is it's there's a lot of funny stuff and, like, editing and that kind of stuff. Um, but then there's, like, serious, more serious things, uh, like tributes and that. So it's it's a weird kind of split. Yeah. Yeah, you did one recently, didn't you, the John Hammond one? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. for uh, Richard Attenborough. Rest in peace. Steve, did you want to ask him anything about... Yeah, I was about to say, one of your most famous videos was the... Um... Ian Malcolm remix, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah, that's chaos. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I should point out because that's the one. I should point out that I didn't make this the music for that. That was like a collaboration with another guy who he actually goes by the persona Doctor Ian Malcolm. That's his his name. He does loads of remixes. He's like he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But uh, I heard that and was like, I've, I've got to make a video of this. And I actually started like putting it together. And then I contacted him and was like, oh yeah, sure, you can make it, put it on your channel. So that's oh, what I did. Oh, excellent. That's right, that's handy, yeah. isn't it? Mm -hmm. At least then, like, you you didn't get, because some people like, get copyrighted uh, and moaned at quite a lot, didn't they? Mm -hmm. That people yeah. steal each other's material. At least you've got to give you permission. That's quite yeah. handy. Well, I always make a point of, like, asking people, can I use this, can I do that, you know? Because it's just, like, people will just rip stuff off and it's like... Yeah, courteous. It's not nice. Yeah, you spend <laughs> no. all that time doing it and someone else tries and takes credit for it mm -hmm. like if I, I, I like I say I started editing that probably a year I was just like doing it on and off so I could have finished the video and if he asked him and, I, and he'd said no then I wouldn't have done it I just you know all that work would have been gone but if, if I didn't have permission it, it wouldn't feel right sort of thing yeah what um what Jurassic part of it or what Jurassic related video have you enjoyed making the most that made you last the most while you were making it um I don't know. I've, I've made like some recently, maybe. Yeah, recent one. Uh, I don't know. 
I really don't know. There's, I made some stuff that I didn't put on my YouTube, just I put it on Twitter. It was like just based around John Hammond. I called it yeah. Friday Night Hammond. They were just like all sorts of random stuff. That was pretty <laughs> funny because I would just like, because I set a deadline of every Friday night, I had to make something. I would just start throwing stuff around in like in a, pr- a Premiere Pro and After Effects. And it would just be like John Hammond, like in these ridiculous like situations or like edits. <laughs> so that would crack. Yeah. But, you know, like, because some of your videos are bit crazy aren't they like the way they're all just they're a bit crazy yeah yeah <laughs> like is it literally just a mix match of stuff like how do you go about doing it obviously about giving about giving away your secrets obviously but <laughs> well, it take a long time uh, it can do yeah it's it's um I, i'm influenced by sort of you know tim and eric I've, like i love their stuff and it's all that kind of uh like the, the like wacky kind of editing and the the like that kind of stuff so that's kind of my influence um and i just kind of see what works like i just put stuff together like mess with it put a like a filter on it or something i don't know just just whatever yeah, looks kind of stuff wacky. Yeah. yeah what um you know the obviously one of my favorites is steve's probably as well is the Muldoon sock one because it's to <laughs> me that's definitely the probably the most famous of your videos in my eyes just because yeah, everyone would, talks yeah. about that the most a lot of people talk about that. Well, it's weird because like people have spoken to my family members about it and like said, "Oh, you should watch this video. It's about holding socks. It's like it's hilarious." <laughs> and my sister will like go, "Well, my brother made that," and I'll be like, "What? Like it's getting around that one." But yeah, uh, yeah. no, people seem to like that one. <laughs> yeah, I just think the thing is, it's inspired everything though. It inspired my. Like, I did an art. Did you see that? I don't know. You probably did see it. I did a a, a drawing picture of. Um, it was yeah, Jack, Jack and yeah, Jack and that were talking about something. I think it was Ross. They were talking about Ross uh, talking with Ross on a. Um, oh, was it Ross or Sam? One of the two. They were doing a live stream video and they were talking about like, wouldn't it be funny if there was like a a, a poster of Muldoon's sock with yeah. like his eye looking through it, like as if it was always survived. So I thought, ah, oh, I've got to draw because I can't do anything on computers like you can or anything. So I don't know how to do that. So I literally thought, well, I'll do what I can do, and did a poster, like sketch the poster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was that was dead funny. That something has survived and it was moulded. Yeah. I don't. It's just then, something about it. it's so funny. Like his whole outfit and I don't know. It's just yeah. It's just great. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know. If it's just like a British thing. Cause I don't know. If, if man, it just seems to be us lot that seem to have this fascination with molding <laughs> socks. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. Talks over. We'll get straight into the question time. All right. Yeah, we have cool. got, by the looks of it, 10, 11, 12, about twelve to thirteen questions. Some are just you know your opinions, your um, silly. Some of them are timed. Let's see the best you can do. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> I'm like nervous. I know it's like this stupid, but it's like, oh, I better not get anything wrong. That's right. That doesn't matter. That's the best thing about it, though, because um, other people that have been on, like, you, when, you're, when you're like under pressure, you're like, oh, my God, I can't think. Yeah. It's just yeah. really funny. But, right, okay, well, Steve, do you want to start? Yeah, I do. Yep. Right, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Labelling from best to worst. What is your favourite JP film? Oh, that's just like that's easy. It's a uh, best is uh, the first one, the original OG Jurassic Park. Um, then it's Lost World. Yeah. Uh, then, oh, actually, that's got a bit difficult. Probably, I'm gonna have to say Jurassic World. 
is their third third favourite. And then, yeah, Jurassic Park 3 is the worst, because it's it just is. <laughs> no explanation yeah. needed on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, was that all of them? That's all of the films, isn't it? So now funny. I'm on the spot. Yeah, like, yeah, that is all everything. the films. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I think it'd be quite interesting to see where the new one fits in after it's out. Mm. Yeah, Once everyone's that... seen it. Because, obviously, the hype will be so big. And, like, I have a feeling that this the film this time around will probably... You know, it will please a lot more of the fans that weren't so happy with the last one. Yeah, yeah. So, I think, I think, I think it will throw a spanner in the works, I think, yeah. Mm. Okay, so, question two. This is a countdown one. You've got 30 yeah. seconds. Okay, <laughs> so Steve, are you ready? Yes. Okay. When I say go, Steve's going to press the button to start. Okay, you have got a name as many characters, human characters, as you can in 30 okay. seconds. Go! Alan Grant, Ian Malcolm, Ellie Sattler, Jerry Harding, John Hammond, Lex Murphy, Tim Murphy, Alejandro, Joffrey, the uh, Spanish Dominican cave man. <laughs> what is it called? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Who else is that, everyone? No, that's, that's nine it. characters. Ray Arnold, Donald yep. Gennaro, um, Peter Ludlow. I forgot about the rest of the films. Oh, no. I know. Oh, I don't know. That's it. That's the best I can do. And stop. That was 12, I think. 12 or 13. Uh, I, was just, I was focused on the first film. I forgot the other ones existed. That's all right. No, that's, <laughs> that's good. I know. That's, everyone does. You know. <laughs> It, yeah, no, yeah. Every, everyone does so far. Like Dominican cave. <laughs> what the hell was that? Domin- <laughs> Do you Dominican know what I mean? That's the thing. I don't even know what his name is. That Dominican caveman. Yeah, they, they uh, never get him out of Montana. Okay. No, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Grants like me is a deep guy. <laughs> that's the one. Dominican caveman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Steve, next time you do the uh, timer, maybe try and pull it away a little bit from the speakers. It cut up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I think it interfered. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. oh well. Okay, question right. three. It's your turn. Who is the most stupid person in the franchise? Uh, most stupid person? Well, because you're going to say, like, Nedry. I see, stupid, he had a good job, but really, was it actually Hammond? It was the most stupid person, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I think I'm going to have to say Muldoon for his outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Muldoon is an idiot, that's that's the title of the video. Muldoon Muldoon is an idiot. Just watch the video if you want my reasons. Sick Triceratops on YouTube, check him out. That's it, it? please do watch it. You need to. (laughs) But I like yeah, it'll change your life. Um, like you suggesting John Hammond, because not many people actually think that. But anyway, that's, you know, he's the he, he, was, he had all the right intentions, but just you know didn't work out, did it? So he's the he's the stupid one overall, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if Nedry was played by a woman, who should it have been? What actress? What? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> That's well, that. we did say the most random questions. <laughs> well, it's like you want, you want me to like name a, a, a large yeah. actor. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Who would yeah. you think it should be? 
Hmm. I don't know, because he's quite uh, he's a he's a fantastic character actor, isn't he? Where Wayne Knight, so yeah. But you have to be kind of like you want to. He has to be like hateable. So yeah, hmm. he has to be hateable, and he has to be sleazy, and hmm. you know, just dirty, grabby. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, you know the British woman from Matilda. What she? Oh, called? um, Pat, somewhat rather. Pam Ferris Pam, or something. Something like that. Yeah. The, the yeah, Miss Trunchbull. Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. That's a good. I like that. That's a good. That's a good shout. Definitely. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Just mix it up a bit. Put, she like, played um, the auntie in Harry Potter as well, didn't she? The third one that she came to visit. Oh, and, he, he, and he, yeah, and he blew her up in the house, and she started floating off and all that. Oh, what's he like, that Harry Pot? I know, unbelievable, isn't he? Right, go on. Next, <laughs> next, next, <laughs> next question. Right. If you were a character in the films and chosen to die, how would you most like to die? What would be your uh, most uh, ideal death? Just like I don't know, Ed, Ed bitten off, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. That's somewhat kind of cool, dramatic. Like an Eddie or a, you know, ripped into oh, a hero's death, let's say. Yeah. A hero's death, yeah. yeah. So you won't want to be like a, a coward character that dies. That's... You'd want to be a hero. No, like, yeah, none of that coward stuff or like. None of that Zara just <laughs> yeah. out blue kind of. Be a hero. Yeah. Like a sweet old Eddie. That's <laughs> soul. So it'd be like. um. Austin Powers, you know, even that guy in the in the uh, in the pool, in Austin Powers, when he that guard who puts his head in the pool and the sea bass eat his head. <laughs> oh yeah, God, I thought yeah. you were I talking about the uh, steamroller death. Yeah, oh no, that. That was no, no, what I went to. I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, question six. You're naked in the jungle, alone, oh. on the island. Yeah. Okay, but you can only wear. One of these things. Okay. What first option? You either wear Gennaro's skiddy underpants, <laughs> or you can only wear Claire's heels. What do you pick? Hmm. <laughs> right. Let's have a think. So, am I on a Jurassic Park island? Did you say? Yep. Yeah. So there's dinosaurs. <laughs> there's imminent danger. Uh, yeah. Probably, probably the heels. I mean, I'm just thinking practical applications. <laughs> you could take them off. You could use them as a weapon. That's true. Them. Actually, I didn't think of that. Chisel rock out with them. Skiddy underwear is just useless, isn't it? Really. In fact, that's it's worse than useless because that's going to attract other animals, other dinosaurs. Ah, yeah. I would, I would have thought. <laughs> but it does I'll true. go for the heels. The pants do protect the most vital thing. <laughs> Unless you wear well, them on your head. You say that, but then you've, if you've got high heels, you can just like fend fend anything off, couldn't you? Or who's to say? Could you be allowed to like make claws out of leaves and stuff? Mm. Is that allowed? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think right, so. Maybe. So okay. High heels for me. <laughs> high heels. Okay, Steve. For this next question, do you want to get a stopwatch on? Yeah. Without a timer, just so you can sort of time it, no matter how long it takes. Yep. So there's no music, no pressure. Yeah, I'm on it now. Okay, right, do you want to tell him the yep. question? Can you recreate, or sorry, re-say the exact quote that Ian Malcolm says 
about the God Creates, starting now. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Man creates internet. Uh, man <laughs> creates sixtriceratops.com. Yeah! How was that? Smashed it. And you actually get it right advertising as well. Yeah. You did get it right. No, you did get it yeah. right. The only bit that was needed to be added was the, the bit that Ellie says. The Eddie says? Women. No, Ellie. Women eat. Oh, uh, dinosaurs know. eat man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, no. That's yeah. how we stopped it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite good, actually, to be fair. 28 seconds. You didn't, you, you didn't mess up once. We won't talk about how uh, long it took Jen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that one back. Yeah, worse, we, um, I know, I know. Gone on know. there, poor girl. Yeah, we timed our friend as well after the podcast, and um, he did not know it at all. Shocking. So he gets the. So we give him. A, he get a minutes. default five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes of shame. We're gonna do. Hopefully, eventually, we'll do like a, a timetable of all, everyone's times. They did on all the questions. Mm. Yeah, which would be quite cool. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Right. If Dodgson was a female would people still not care at all see nobody cares uh, I think I think they'd care less and that's just the state of the world today isn't it <laughs> shocking yeah uh, yeah yeah you think they'd care less not more they'd care less yeah unless he was wearing like a you know a titillating outfit or something like that <laughs> Mini- just a hat just, just a hat in that San Jose. For you trying to look like a secret agent. <laughs> oh, right. Would you rather eat the big pile of poo or Gennaro's toilet remains? <laughs> God. If you had these to. Yeah, these questions are insane. Um, probably. Oh, I don't know. Probably the toilet remains. Because it's like, it's probably okay to eat, I think. You probably get ill if you're at the... Is it the Triceratops uh, yeah. poo? Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat that. And it's probably got West Indian lilac berries in it, hasn't it? So. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but at least if it's human remains, it'll be uh, edible. Raw, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gennaro's toilet remains, please. Okay. You could heat them. You could cook them on a barbecue. Yeah. That's yeah. disgusting as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In your head cannon. Yeah. Was the mist smoke death at the beginning of JP3 opening, mm-hmm. was it made by a spino, a pteranodon, or was it made by a Samuel Jackson who swam over from Isa Nublar and sunbathing on a beach with a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> it was what sort of... Oh. I don't know. Well, how would the Spino create it? You're saying it's like Spino, Spinosaurus farts? Is that what you're saying? Um... <laughs> no, no, just because there's, of, um, I, I don't know, there's obviously a fan. Uh, people say that the Spinosaurus killed all the people on the boat. People on the boat, yeah. Uh, but then I put two and two together with the mist being, you know, the mist was the same as in the Pteranodon uh, thing. But obviously, this is what I'm saying. It's like it's up to you. What, what do you think? And the third option was just 
you know, mm. <laughs> Samuel Jackson with a well, cigarette thought, on it? sunbathing with a knife. <laughs> yeah, well, that option is great. Uh, <laughs> but I think, wasn't it in the script as uh, Pteranodons? I feel like I've heard that it was, that's what it was. I know it's not yeah, Sean. Yeah, what, like, um, like what? A, a, a script that got a band, like... Yeah, something like that. Like, I've heard it was supposed to, be, supposed to be the Pteranodons, but for whatever reason, didn't film it or they didn't include it, they wanted to keep it a mystery. I don't know. I guess it kind of works as Spino as well, but it's quite far, kind of out, out of the course, isn't it, a bit? Yeah, nah, it is, to be fair. But just out of interest, what if it was the Sam Jackson one on the beach, <laughs> what, would that, what would that sound like? <laughs> Can you do an impression? In, I don't know. <laughs> no, not yet. That's about it. That's the best impression. Yeah, you're good. Okay, Steve, I thought of another question that we hadn't put in. Because uh, only because Lewis spoke about this before about the hybrid. Yes. Okay, so if you was to make a hybrid of any type of dinosaur. What would it be? Oh, yeah. How would it, how would you make it? And uh, like head, <laughs> legs, arms, whatever. And uh, what would you call it? Uh, I th- well, we've got to start with a triceratops as the base. Kind of yep. have to. So that would be the base. Like the base like in the body. <laughs> well, yeah, the base like dinosaur. And then uh, cross that with like I don't know, a snake or something like that. Any snake. And then each horn on the on the trike's head could be one of them snakes, you know the three horns. <laughs> I don't know how the science works, or if you know if like bioengineering it. would allow for it, but that's what I do. <laughs> it looked like Medusa's pet. Yeah, it's got like the three horns on its face. One of them, they're each a snake. Somewhat flashy, like a cobra or something like that. Nice. I think that'd be you know, especially in like a theme park setting, because I think that'd be really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? So, what would you call this trike with snake horns hybrid? Uh, tri- Triceratops snake. <laughs> That's what I call it. Triceratops snake. There you go. Triceratops snake. Triceratops snake. Nice. And each of the snakes are alive as well. Did I mention that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, oh, yeah. and they're venomous, highly venomous ones. Oh. Oh yeah. They'd bull the cobras on us, so they'd spit at you. Yeah. So, you know, watch out. Better watch out. Right. No, I like that. Sounds cool. Right, we've got another timed question now. And what we do is we do one word answers. So we'll say a word and you've got to associate a word with it. The, f- the first thing that comes in your head associated with that word. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, right. so for example, um, example, if I say camo, you'd say flu- like camel. Flage, camouflage, that sort of thing, yeah? That's not right. a good example, yeah? But, yeah, you know what I mean, you got it. Yeah. Not, I don't say anything incriminating or something. I don't know what's going to come out. Uh, well, bad. you'll soon find out. <laughs> Dinos. DNA. Herbivore. Uh, uh, omnivore. Muldoon. Socks. Carnivore. <laughs> T-Rex. Carnival. Gymnastics. Kelly. Chronicle. <laughs> oh, I have to stop myself. I have to stop myself. Uh, <laughs> Exabolts. Uh, Kirby's. 
Annoying. Roland. Badass. Visitor centre. Nice, nice place. Nice place. <laughs> Blue. Raptor. Grey. Annoying again. Nick. Thumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's like a uh, I'm so glad you said farm. <laughs> well, I'll have to explain it now for the uh, listeners. Wanna... Yeah, go on, go for it. Also, uh, Nick Van Oyen is played by uh, Vince Vaughn in the great film The Lost World, Jurassic Park. And uh, our friend Jack Ewins had this theory that uh, the hand that is the severed hand that's hanging in the ship's uh, cabin in The Lost World, you know, the Ventura that crashes. He said that that's probably Nick Van Owen's hand. And it's his whole theory that he's got. It's a good theory, right? But I was mm-hmm. like, one way to prove if it was his the- if, it, if it was Nick Van Owen's hand is uh, to look at the thumb. <laughs> look at the thumb. Because in real life, uh, Vince Vaughn, it's got like a weird thumb. Good. Everyone listen. <laughs> Vince Vaughn's thumb. Check it out. Because it, it's like, it's kind of a weird thumb. And I was like, well, you know, if that severed hands has got the weird thumb, you know, and then if we know if we know it's him, it's confirmed. It's definitely a weird farm, isn't it? It's yeah. so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what we were, uh, we always talk about in the, uh, the thumb. Small dude socks, or it's Nick Van Oyen's thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should call it the sock pass. Sock cast. Yeah. Sock, sock thumb. Sock cast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is our last and um, last time question. Okay. So um, you need to name as many species of dinos as possible. Ah, oh, no. I'm rubbish. And that can cover all of the islands. Ready? Go. T-Rex. Loftoraptor. Spinosaurus. Uh, Triceratops. Stegosaurus. Brachiosaurus. Homosignathus. Uh, Pteranodon. Ceratosaurus. Uh, um, Patasaurus. Yep. Uh, what's that's that's all of them? That's every single dinosaur in the Jurassic Park franchise. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Score ten. Good boy. Not bad I, score. There's loads more than that, but I couldn't think of them. Well, there's fifteen species that are supposed to be on the island, but um, they're not on screen, are they? But you pretty much, I think every single, one, I think every single, I think everything you one you said, every single one you said was on screen. So you done a really good yeah. score there. So ten is the one to beat, everybody. Cool. Ten is the one to beat. Yeah, right. So anyway, um, okay, this is a tough one. Well, it's a tough one for some people. Uh, one of their, you know, Dan, the first contestant. Yeah. He uh, is one of our close friends. Um, he he's a JP3 fan just because it was just the era that he was born in. Anyway, more than, like he grew up with that film rather than the first one. Right. Okay. And uh, oh, look, yeah, he lost out. <laughs> and I did, yeah. Well, look, yeah, I so he's a big that. Spinosaurus fan. So, because mm. the first anyway. is my favourite, but I, I was like a bit. I was only two years old when it came out. So, I was yeah. I was yeah, yeah, six. six. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to cut that out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Get, get in the, your tell opinion, to get the sound effects on. Yeah. Yeah. In your opinion, who would win in real life? T-Rex or Spino, and why? Ooh, well, this is the age-old, the age-old argument, isn't it? 
Remember, well, it's just your opinion. It doesn't matter if, if that, you know. It makes sense. It's... Yeah. <laughs> well, mm, I think that, well, the T-Rex would, wouldn't it? If we go on what they're, what they're like in the films, well, no, because I still think the T-Rex would, because the T-Rex has got, a, isn't it like a bite 15 times more powerful than a crocodile, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the Rex would just wait, like it's built for it, isn't it? It would just yeah, I, I would destroy say so. it. But then going on the, the all this new science that's come out about the Spino, where it like eats fish, it like looks like it's all bent over. I don't know. But I'm gonna my heart. I've got to say the T Rex because it's just the classic, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I think we both agree. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Based on based on scientific facts from what we know. Then yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. So the the bite force of a T-Rex is technically supposed to be the most you know most powerful of the dinosaur rear mm-hmm. species, yeah, yeah. Um, just based on the way it's the the bones uh, made. You know, it was it, the way it is. Its roots of its teeth go up like into its skull to give it oh, like, like to make sure so it doesn't. Uh, so it, they're, they're designed to break bone, aren't they? Right. Um, so it's like- Built from the ground up to, to bite stuff. Technically, technically yeah. Clamp yeah. on. And like, like you said, the Spino's teeth were hollow, I think. So yeah. they weren't designed were for... Not hollow, but you know, like, they were designed for... They, weren't, they would have snapped. They wouldn't have... Right. Um, oh, well, possibly. I think I think that was what I read, anyway. They'd adapted for their environment. Yeah. 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 A bit like what a crocodile right. would be, but mm. with less... They're not reptilian, are they? So... Um, bit more it's differently it's designed interesting, interesting yeah story. but then them arms are i don't know it's, it is the a tough one like I, in my eyes i would like to have seen because i don't think there's no 100 percent way of proving mm. you know we can't prove it and it's a new dinosaur so everyone was obviously well at the time everyone was oh this is a really cool sick dinosaur yeah and yeah. But then the older fans were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've just like ruined." No, I mean, yeah, doing, like, get that yeah I like the spino. I love the spino. I like the spino. I think, I, I, if in my eyes, I think what a cool ending would have been if mm. you'd have seen them fight, and the T Rex is fighting the Spinosaurus for territory, right? Which allows the humans to escape. Yeah, and you see them fighting. As as they go away, so you don't know who the winner is. Right, so it's left it's left open. It's yeah. left open for the I imagination. Cool. It don't be wrong. It will make the forums and you know everyone discussions go like mental. But because yeah. it'll oh it would have won. Oh, it wouldn't have won. But then it's then after that solely it would solely be based on scientific. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could only yeah. go by science unless there was a rematch. Yeah. Whereas you're not now, gonna, you're by, not going to upset either group, are you? Like, no, you're not. Fans, fans, exactly. Fans, yeah. So then, mm. by the way, by, by the Spino winning, you then got all the fans of the T Rex that you know know the scientific facts and the fact that this um, it, it's a bit of a hybrid ish, isn't it? The Spino. Mm. I was talking about that. Did you see that video recently that was mm. posted by Jack Ewins? He he shared it about a guy. There was a guy. That done a video on the Spinosaurus and, and, and he used Masrani's website, Masrani Global, that Jack made with yeah. Tim for the details for like the behind the, the in the archives of Wu's um, experiments that he did on Sauna. 
Yeah. And he oh, and he, was, and he yeah, used he the evidence that was... of that. Yeah. He used the evidence of that to ba- to basically back up that the Spinosaurus was um, the only Spinosaurus on the island, mm. and it was a genetically modified dinosaur that was a um, like a what, what can I think? What can, what's the word? Like a prototype for the Indominus. Right. That sounds cool, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like that. it's just it's a cool theory. Obviously, it's not set in stone, but I think that's a really, really? cool theory to back up why it wasn't on InGen's list. Why it wasn't on InGen's list? Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. It kind of wraps and, uh, it up quite neatly, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah no, I think so. It's really that's cool. cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and oh, anyway, that's uh, that's the end of the pop quiz. You'd very nice. Well, mate. Yeah. Did oh, you nice. enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was yeah, a laugh. That I liked it. It was a good laugh. Yeah, no, you had, uh, <laughs> you had some good answers there, actually. Yeah. I think that um, I'd be surprised if anyone beats that um, the species one in 30 seconds. Mm. Yeah. That's that pretty yeah. good. You've done quite well to get 10. I think. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, no, you did. I, 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 me and Steve have practiced on our own, and we've. Um, the, the character one was difficult. I think yeah, the most I've. Yeah. I think if we're I was thinking of all, seconds, all four films, then yeah, I, had, yeah. I think give me thirty seconds. Yeah, see, I did. I think I did twenty-five in a minute. Yeah, but thirty seconds is so much more pressure that I think <laughs> I'd have completely screwed up. So I don't know. You know, you got to you, well, you do it. You do it on your own now off the podcast, yeah, yeah. and then you'd be like, "Dang, I got about 20. Get that, yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I'm glad I worked in Alejandro. Yeah, frankly. yeah, that was a good one, <laughs> Alejandro. And can't yeah, anyone else the, more obscure than the, that Dominican one. Dominican caveman. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got a name though, hasn't he? In the film. Yeah, he's like he's a digger. Is he called Rodrigo? Or is that just no? Rodrigo. Yeah, I think so actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying I think so. I ain't got a blooming clue. He just he's just gonna say some Spanish name. I know. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was... It's uh. It's uh. <laughs> what's his um? Uh, Juan. One, yeah. Actually, you know what? It might be. <laughs> I think it might be one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But you know, he's Rodrigo. Crazy. I think it is Rodrigo. Santiago. Something like that. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Right, well, thanks very much for uh, coming on the pod. Thanks uh, for having me. Rostagno. Right? Good. Sorry? It is Rostagno. His name oh. is played by Miguel Sandoval. Miguel. Uh-huh. See, Miguel would make more sense for it to be Miguel, not <laughs> wouldn't it in the film? Yeah, yeah. Ah, cool. Oh. He's, in the, he's in the Dominican Republic, isn't he? Like Man in yeah. the Amber. Mm. It's a good, a good scene. That it is a good scene. Underrated. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, where can people find you? Just a, another recap. Uh, well, I'm like I said, I'm Sick Triceratops on uh, Twitter. Sick Triceratops on YouTube. And I own SickTriceratops.com, but I don't really put out any on there. But you can have a look at that if you want. Uh, yeah. Please check out his videos. They're really, really good. Uh, I think one of my favourites, actually, uh, another favourite of mine, is the one that you did of the, the rain in the fight scene of the Indominus oh, Rex. Yeah, and yeah. That one was really <laughs> good. I like that. And it just well, made me think, good. why? Why did they not put rain in the film? Because, yeah, it fit really nice, didn't it? it and I can't remember perfect. who I heard it from. But someone told me like that it was originally going to end with rain. That's why the ground is suddenly wet and it's really stormy and cloudy or, or something like that. And but for whatever reason they didn't do it. I don't know. 
maybe the rain machine wasn't working, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was yeah. like, well, I can do that. And like, I'll just put an After Effects rain filter on yeah, it. That's that really cool. That's good. Good yeah, work. Yeah. Well, anyway, keep up, keep up the good work, mate. Anyway. No, thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah, we look forward to the yeah. ones you got in future. Yeah, well, I'm always working on like summer. I always just come back to it later on. And see. You got anything lined up? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I have, but not nothing I want to talk about because it's like proper early. It's just yeah, you know, fair enough. It's, it's fair about, enough. If, if it ends up being anywhere near like watchable, then I'll you know. <laughs> I'll put it on. <laughs> But yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, been good talking. Yeah, cool. Okay, don't forget to follow us on Jurassic Unicast on Twitter and um, Facebook and YouTube. We've got. Um, I went recently to the uh, Islands of Adventure in Florida, and me and Steve are currently working on a video of uh, you know scenery, what's about, and my raptor encounter. Um, it's just a bit of fun really so check that out when it's loaded and yeah hope you enjoyed the pop quiz yeah thanks see you later everybody Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes brand new news articles information on how to contact us and much more It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 121st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Arjun again for the audio this week. Extinction Level Jurassic Park is so awesome. I'm so glad we can host it here on our show. Uh, Like I said before, that Raptor segment was so amazing. It had me on the edge of my seat, and it also raises even more questions for me. Kind of some that we've always had. But it's going to be awesome. Hopefully uh, hopefully we get some answers here as to why there's two packs. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that would be awesome. I can't wait to see how this all resolves. Stay tuned in a few weeks for episode 10. Also, a big thanks to James, Steve, and Lewis, a.k.a. Sick Triceratops, for an awesome Jurassic Pop quiz. Now, these segments crack me up every single time. I love them. I hope you love them as well. If you want to see how you stack up against the pop quiz, contact James and Steve on Twitter at Jurassic Universe and you can be a part of it too. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast, and our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732 725-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. 
No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.